From New York City, the world famous Comedy Cellar presents Live from America Podcast. With Noam Dorman and Hatem Gabber. Live from America Podcast. Where the top experts in the world and the best comics in the nation get together weekly to discuss today's issues as they cover news, culture, politics, comedy, and more with an equal part of knowledge and comedy. And now, here are your hosts, Hatem Gabber and Noam Gorman. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Live from America podcast. This is Hatem alongside me. The one and only Noam Dorman, owner of Comedy Cellar. Hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. I'm going to Vegas tomorrow to see the Comedy Cellar again in Vegas. I haven't been. Um, so next week, we're going to talk. I'm going to give you guys a week to watch the Chris Rock special if you haven't already. But oh, I'm going to give you a week. So uh, next, yeah, next week, we're going to discuss the Chris Rock special. So I don't want to ruin anything for those because it just came live. We, we taped this on Sunday, came live yesterday, and it was amazing. Um. And uh, we'll discuss it next week. But this week, we oh, have... I'm so sad. Fun. I'm I so know. sad. I'm here, not here for the discussion next week. <laughs> Why are we discussing it next week? Huh? I didn't see it, but I'm... Oh, you didn't see it. That's why I wanted to uh, give time to... You, you got to see it. It's just incredible. It's uh, incredible. Brenda, did you see it? It's super well done, yeah. He, yeah. I, it, it's, it, it felt like Chris was in his like bigger and blacker energy. Yeah. Like that's how that's... We, I was like, Oh man, this is like Chris from like the late nineties. Yeah. Coming was, at us. It was very well done. And it was, you know, it covered a lot of points and it's the very uh, first Netflix special that's live. So that was excellent. And you could have watched Chris Rock all the time practicing at the comedy cellar because he's there. All yep. The time. yep. So, uh, comedian Brandon Lemon is here. Hello. He lives hey. in Pittsburgh. Good to see you, man. Good to see you again. Thanks for having me back, guys. I was really after the last time when I was in the dungeon downstairs. I was like, they might have banished me from the podcast, man. <laughs> I am convinced that Brandon is a serial killer somehow. I mean, you just have... look at my look at my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, but if you see him last time, he's his background was just like he killed someone. But anyway, our guest of honor, you know, human rights activist Yasmin uh, Muhammad. Uh, she advocates for. Uh, the rights of women living within the Muslim majority countries, as well as like everywhere else. You know, she's the founder of uh, Free Hearts, Free Minds, which we'll discuss later. Uh, and uh, her book unveiled how Western liberals empower radical Islam. Um, it's uh, a story, a memoir about, you know, her, her growing up in a family that was very strict and forced to uh, arrange marriage to a member of Al-Qaeda. Uh, and now she's here. She survived all this. And now she's going to tell us about it. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Hatem. So um, finally, it's so refreshing to have somebody can say my name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> actually, I Noam does a pretty good job, but, you know, it took 25 years. Um, <laughs> so, so Yasmin, tell us a little bit about uh, about you first, you know, the, the, the whole story quickly so we can discuss how you get here. Okay, I'll, I'll try and be as, as quick as possible. Um Essentially, my my mom and dad met each other in university in Egypt, and they went to New York or sorry, to San Francisco during the peace, love, hippie time of the 60s. And um, when they were there, they sort of diverged. My mom 
hated all of that stuff. And my dad just loved it. He totally embraced like, you know, all of that stuff. And so basically their marriage. Hmm? They were Egyptians, both of them. No, my dad is from Palestine and my mom's from Egypt. Okay. And um, so basically they're mar- they had moved to Canada and that's where I was born. And when I was pregnant, or sorry, when my mom was pregnant with me, that's basically when their marriage fell apart. And so my mom found herself alone with three kids in a new country, looking for community, looking for support. So she went looking to the local mosque, um, not because she was religious in any way, but just because she was looking for community. She was looking for other Arabic speaking people, maybe some other Egyptians. Um, And that's where she met this man who was a fundamentalist Muslim, and he was already married, already had three kids. But as some of you may know, in Islam, a man can have up to four wives. So he took my mom on as his second wife. And my mom became at that point what I call a born again Muslim. Mm. She just jumped right into it with two feet, started wearing the hijab. It was all about, we have to learn Quran. We have to pray five times a day. She was like, music is forbidden, riding your bike is forbidden, swimming is forbidden, birthdays are forbidden, everything. Everything was haram, haram, haram. Wait, uh, so, hold on. Why, mm-hmm. I just had two questions real quick. Why does, the, why is Islam cap at four wives? <laughs> yeah. Like, why is, <laughs> like, good... yeah, like, well, that, it just seems like such a random number. Well, just, just to, just to be clear, you know, uh, which we will discuss later. There's a difference between when you say Islam does that and people think that Islam says Islam does that. Yeah, so go ahead. Yeah, yes. I want to get to well, the- according to the according to the laws of many Islamic countries, the maximum is four because yeah, that's okay. what the, the Sunnah is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah. the Sunnah, which is by the Prophet Muhammad, was four. He said, "I'm allowed to have eleven, but you all are allowed to have four. Oh, so cool. that's how that happened. Yeah, so sweet. Okay, yeah. once again, because, you know, we're going to discuss the details of this yet, yeah, but I want to get your story first. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so everything became forbidden, everything became haram, and we ended up going to Islamic schools, taken out of public school, and um, hijab was put on me and on my sister. And uh, like you mentioned, eventually, um, So what had happened was I was becoming too westernized. And so they dropped me off in Egypt to become, you know, to get fixed by being in a a Muslim majority country, which is a very common thing that happens, not just with Egyptian families, but with families with young girls from Pakistan, Somalia, Iraq, you name it, it happens all over. Um, We get sent back for, you know, uh, retraining. And when I was there, I was um, being forced to marry my cousin. And so I did get engaged to him, like Islamically married, but we didn't actually get married yet. We didn't move in together. And I had said to my mom, like, can I just go back to Canada and say goodbye to my country before I have to stay in Egypt for the rest of my life? And um, she said, okay. And then when I went back to Canada, I said, like, unless you're going to duct tape my face and hands and feet, I'm not getting back on that plane. Like, there's no way I'm going back there. So at that point, it was like this. Now my mom felt like um, she needed to control me. I was this uncontrollable girl. She'd sent me to Egypt to get reprogrammed. I wasn't getting reprogrammed. I wasn't submitting properly. And so she chose a man who I quote, is strong enough to control you. So they chose 
uh, a terrorist, a man named Hassan Marzul, who is now in Egypt, uh, in prison in Egypt for being uh, a member of Al-Qaeda. And I was married to him, full niqab, covered head to toe in black, basically imprisoned in the house, had a daughter with him. And when I held my little daughter in my hands and... At that point, him and my mom started talking about taking her to Egypt to get female genital mutilation done to her. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with that practice, but it's uh, it's very common in some countries, one of them being Egypt. And um, that's when I felt like I need to get out of this house. I need to protect my daughter. There's no way I can let her live the same life I've lived. In fact, a life even worse than one that I've lived. And that's what propelled me to get away from him get away from my family, start off on my own, go and get student loans, go to university, start my life uh, from scratch. This is all detailed in the book. I'm really giving you the the quick and dirty version. Um, But yeah, essentially when I was in university, I took a course called History of Religions that allowed me to critically examine Islam for the first time. And also 9-11 happened at that time. So it was like I was bombarded both intellectually and emotionally. And I walked up by the time I graduated from university, I was not um, calling myself a Muslim anymore. Wow. wow. Yeah, that's crazy, man. So, so sorry for, you know, uh, you are you on a uh, Canadian national? Yeah, born in Canada. Okay. Okay. So you didn't try to seek yeah. help when you were back there, like to, uh, to leave the, the when you were in Egypt? seek help you mean from the canadian, from the canadian government thing like that yeah yeah, yeah. no I, I wasn't doing i wasn't i wasn't prepared to sever ties with my family at that point i mean i was like 17 years old and it was it's a huge decision you know to decide to yeah. if you make that kind of decision that's it you're you're you know at that point in my life i still really wanted my mom's approval and I really wanted her to just love me for who I was. And I wanted to make her happy. Um, it took a long time. It basically took me doing everything that she insisted. Marry the man that she wants me to marry. Wear the niqab that she wants me to wear. Allow him to beat me. Allow him to rape me. Do everything that she told me to do. Take it as far as it could possibly go. Because she kept on insisting that if I just listened to her, then I would know peace and I would know happiness. So I did. I listened to her as far as I possibly could. Um, and then I f- it finally dawned on me that there's no peace or happiness here. This is nothing but but misery and darkness. And I, there was no way I was going to let my daughter live this life. So really, it was my daughter who yeah. was the catalyst and who saved my life, essentially. Wow. That's, That's- it. I- I just this is like a you're just a, such a strong woman to be able to go through all of this. This is this makes me feel like such a loser for like ever, ever feeling like I had any difficulty, man. Like, yeah. it's amazing that you've been able to do that. Yeah, thank you, Brendan. It was just survival mode. Um, and I stayed quiet for many years because I was very, very afraid because leaving Islam, the punishment for that is execution. So I was very quiet. Also, my mom had already promised to kill me. Um, And so I was very quiet about it for a very long time. 
it wasn't until just very recently, I don't know if you guys watched the infamous Bill Maher episode with Sam Harris and Ben Affleck, yep. when Ben Affleck was calling them both racists and xenophobes and whatever. So that was the episode that made me finally speak up because I felt like what Sam Harris and Bill Maher were, were saying was so true and so real and so honest and so needed to be said. And the fact that they were being silenced simply because they're white American men was so unfair and so many like so many victims were going to be silenced because these men with power were trying to speak up for them and they were being silenced themselves and so i thought okay here i am brown-skinned arab woman and i'm going to say the same thing that these guys are saying and so it'll be a little bit more difficult to shut me up with those kinds of slurs Mm. um and that's why i wrote my book man yeah, that's powerful. I'm also glad to hear that you also agree that white men's voices need to be raised. Um, yeah, I don't know if Bill Maher is being silenced. Well, well, the thing is, like, you know, so I want to talk about in general, like you you announced Islam and you said you're coming out and, you know, it's, you know, it's fine. And a lot of people are becoming, you know, leaving their religions uh, in any every religion and they speak about their personal experience. So obviously, you know, you have a lot of trauma as well that going on that, you know, you you lived the actual events, you know, so you have you have a lot. But I think I feel like um, uh, there is a lot of also information that could be different, you know, like um, like, for example, if you if you like leave a religion, it's fine. But you felt that the need that you wanted to talk about why it's the wrong religion, correct? I talk about the human rights abuses, especially against women. That's what I focus on. So I mentioned female genital mutilation just now. Child marriage is no, another I'm talking problem. About the ben Affleck part, you know, the Ben Affleck. Oh, part. so what happened? So the Ben Affleck point, what was happening there was they were talking specifically about in Egypt, there was a survey that was taken. And the question was, should people who denounce Islam be executed? And 93% of the people in the country said yes. So currently right now in Egypt, people who leave Islam are not executed. 93% of the people that took the survey, not 93% of the country, right? Well, yes, Hatem, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So 93% said yes, Muslims or people that denounce Islam should be executed. So as I said, currently in Egypt right now, people are not executed. So they were actually calling for the execution of people like me. And they also asked the question about homosexuality. Is it immoral? And again, I can't remember the exact number. I think it was like 86% or something like that said, yes, it is. So what Sam and Bill were talking about that day was, why don't liberals stand up for liberal values? Why do we refuse to speak up against people wanting to be killed because of their beliefs? or persecuted because of their sexuality. Um, but when it comes to Muslims doing that in Muslim majority countries, we're silenced. So that's a great we question. Why, why Why? do you think so? Noam, what do you think? Uh, and then Bren, why do you think? And then we'll, we'll, we'll go to the Yasmin. Why do you think liberals are not speaking up, you know, when it comes to stuff like that? Or are they? Noam? Uh, um, I think that uh, there is, it's, it's, you know, tracks kind of intersectionality mentality that there's certain groups in the world that are considered to be on one side and they will always get the benefit of the doubt and there's certain groups that won't be. So, you know, you can say outrageous things about Christianity and people say you should have a right to say those things about Christianity. But if you said 
one-tenth something bad about Islam, they would call you a bigot. And this is just the way the world, this is just the way the world is, you know? I mean, there is some uh, thing to the history of all these things, which one can acknowledge without supporting it, which is, you know, the world tends to line up in some way against people who have been traditionally victims of bigotry and racism. So, that, so you can't really knock that but it leads to ridiculous, ridiculous double standards, which, um, I mean, unintended consequence here is, as she says, is that uh, people are afraid to come out against female genital mutilation. I mean, who, who are you, who are you sticking up for there? You know? So that's what I think. Brandon. I just say, I think it's, it's really interesting because I think that, I think that a lot of liberals are, want the benefits of claiming values that they don't have to do anything to support actually like mm. i think that it's a really easy virtue to be like yeah people you know we need to treat everybody well and we need to treat everybody equally and we need to we need to stand up for people who are who are not in positions of power or authority and we need to and then as soon as there's a real actual hard case where something lines up that's like difficult like yeah well what about girls in these countries who are getting their genitals mutilated that actually requires you to have like some executive decision making and really actually stand up for something suddenly that doesn't become so soft and easy to do and i think that a lot of them would prefer just not to think about it to be perfectly honest like, yeah, i think that what do you think yeah I totally agree with both of these gentlemen, and I just wanted to continue Brendan's thought and say that's what happened with Iran recently. The women in Iran have been burning their hijabs. They're being shot by the police because of the fact that they're burning their hijabs. And it took a while before people in the West kind of knew what to do because they are trained to not say anything against dissent, don't say anything against hijab. And so suddenly when it was the Muslim women themselves, <clears throat> excuse me, that were um, that were against hijab, against forced hijab, against the Islamic regime, it took them a minute before they were sure what they could do because they didn't want to be on the wrong side of history or something like that. And I, I feel like we overthink these things way too much. Right. I feel like if there's a child getting their genitals mutilated or if there's a girl being forced to wear hijab, otherwise she can't go to school or otherwise she'll go to prison or otherwise she'll be raped to death, then why are we looking at what religion is doing well, uh, this to her? I, or I'm, what? I, I, I'm sorry. You know what? I mean, a non-Jewish child. I just want to stipulate that. The women in Iran. We uh, like our genital mutilation. Thank you very much. Okay. We'd like know, to keep it. That, you don't. Women, you don't do it to your females. It's very, no, I, very I, different I, than I, what's I, done I, to I, the men. But I'm, I'm sure you know that. Yeah, you know, I have, I have two, two thoughts quickly. One is the women in Iran. It's just like it's it's a next level thing. I mean, if you live in that part of the world. You know that if you just do this, not only you, it's everyone in your family, everyone that you ever know, and everybody's just going to be gone. But here's the thing. So, and it's a very important question, you know, for me, because first of all, I feel that Islam is a great religion. Okay. Obviously, like every other religion have a lot of, you know, people misconception because of the way that Muslims, I think Muslims and Islam is two different things, just like Christian Christians, you know, is the people that think they take their own thoughts and put it, it has nothing to do. So in one hand, you know, I see and I want to defend these rights. But on the other hand, I feel like it's also a way for a lot of people, including Belmar, 
is to try to always brush Islam with a with a certain thing. For example, the general mutilation, you know, this is not an Islamic problem. This is an African problem. 90% of the countries are Christian are doing that. You know, it's also what happened in Islamic problem, you know, but it doesn't happen all over the it's it's a religion 1.7 billion people. So sometimes there is a problem. And when we can, you know, while you traumatized was you while you went through a horrible experience and you're trying to help people that really are need help, you know. But on the other hand, I feel like some people also try to take it to the next level and just paint everything that Islam does with. So how how do you what, what's your thoughts on that? Let's go with the so, other. So back to what I was I was saying previously, why are we even looking at the religion or the ethnicity of the people that are taking a razor blade to their daughter's genitals? I don't care what his skin color is or what her skin color is or what their skin color is. If it's a non-binary person, I could not care less who you are, what your religion is, what your belief system is, what your ethnicity is. It does not matter. For that to happen to a child is criminal whether yeah. it's being done by a Christian person or whether it's being done by a Muslim person. But that's where I focus my energy. Whereas there's other people that are too busy worrying about protecting Islam versus worrying about protecting the real human child. So that's where I come in with so much emotion and so much anger because I was one of those real human children who was ignored. One of the things that I skipped over when I was telling you about my background was when I was 12 years old, I went to one of my teachers and I told him about what was happening at home. And that teacher went to the police and the police took it to social services and social services took it to family court. And there was this big, huge case. And in the end they said, this kind of trauma that's happening to you, the way that you are being hung upside down in the garage and beaten and whipped because you're having male friends or because you're having non-Muslim friends is totally acceptable because that's your culture. And some people from different cultures choose to discipline their children in different ways. And so this has always been the thorn in my side and it continues Canada? to be today. This was in Canada. And trust me, this is not only in Canada. I have a, wow. a podcast called Forgotten Feminists, where I just spoke to a woman named Dorothea, who is from Pakistani descent, who grew up in the United Kingdom, and the exact same thing happened to her. Wow. So these, what happens is the social services, the law enforcement, obviously the Rotherham gangs, I don't know if you've heard about that happening in the UK, journalists, politicians, everybody are so scared to speak up for the victims because they are too worried about protecting this religion of Islam. You think and so that is why the care. that is why the subtitle of my book is how Western liberals empower radical Islam, because yeah. instead of protecting those girls, instead of protecting those children, you're worried about protecting a nameless, faceless ideology. OK, but you think they, they don't. Maybe they just don't care. That's how I feel. I feel a lot of times they don't care about this part of the of the world for, for me. No. What do you think? Well, I think that. I. I imagine i'll tell you what i'm thinking as i'm listening that for you hatem you have a fondness for the religion of your childhood and and not a and you know the no doubt the the sweetness of it and the happiness of it and the, the moral teaching of it and and all that which you know almost every religion has some of that and also there's a natural urge to protect 
your own from bashing by three other people on a podcast because you you don't want people to say that. <laughs> no, so, no. So, I, so, so wait. So, so, I, so, I, so I get all that. On the other hand, you know, I'm not that informed in it, but you know, there's as as Yasmin is talking, and as even as you're talking, Hatem, in the back of my mind, it, I was thinking like, Jesus, I hope nobody bad sees them talking this way. They could get killed. You know. Now, I don't ever have that thought hearing anybody Jewish say whatever they want so so in some fundamental way you have to acknowledge that some number some significant some critical mass number of the 1.9 billion muslims in the world are not keeping up with the the, the trends towards openness they, they are they are in some way more similar to christianity of the 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 age of the crusades than they are to Christianity today or or Judaism, which really doesn't have a history of that. If I we have we have other bad histories, mm-hmm. we don't have well, a history well, of that. Well, so so both things I would say are true, and I do feel for you because I don't expect you to bash Islam, and I and I don't expect you to. I understand what it means to be human and want to defend these things. On the other hand, we know these things are true. I mean, even within the Arab world, we, we no, they are true. Yeah. In every religion, as well. No, no, they're not true. Here's my point. Let me just no, 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 wait. Just stop right there. That's not true. They are not true in every religion. It didn't happen. There was the church didn't kill anybody. Yes, I said hundreds of years ago. And right now, it didn't happen. No, no, you don't. No, nobody is going on TV and saying anything bad about the church and worried about. You know, but, again, but that's exactly my it, point. This has nothing to do. If with, you were to, if you were to poll a Christian country, what percentage of you think that somebody should be executed for leaving Christianity? But here's my poll, point. It would be called. It would poll. It would poll close to zero. No, but here's what I'm trying to say. Again, this has nothing to do with the religion. It has to do with the people. You know, the Muslim, the people that think that they get it. Well, and just whatever you back, want. I want to say something quickly. Uh, I And I appreciate what you're saying, but it's not about, I actually have a lot of in common with the Osman in a way. Uh, it's not that I, this is my childhood religion and this is, you know, no, it's not, it's not that. It's actually when I grew up and I saw a lot of fucked up stuff going on. I was like, this cannot be right. This is kind I don't of agree religion, with you. you know? So I studied more. I, I did it in a way, you know, that was like, I want to understand why people can marry for 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 women? That's not that doesn't sound right. You know why this? Why that? Sounds I mean, right to me. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> listen, I I don't. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I really don't agree with you because first of all, I, you can read these outrageous verses in the Quran and outrageous verses in in the Bible. I don't know, can you point to outrageous verse? I, I will Google after we finish. I'll let you okay. talk, and I'll Google some. But can you, I you, can I point to an outrageous chapter four, chapter four, verse 34 instructs men that if they fear disobedience or arrogance from their wives, what should they do? Hatem, you tell us what should a man know, do? Tell me, tell me, beat you, them, you. beat them, beat them, beat your yeah. wives. If yeah. you fear arrogance or disobedience from them. Let, so so and, and there's things back. about being gay about being jewish there's all kinds of things but listen what, all the religion what, what, what is about being gay and being just, jewish Hatem, just 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 Which, in the Quran, i can answer that Hatem, please let me make my point yeah all the religions have in their texts outrageous things all the religions actually are bad it's the people actually who have become good so when you say it's not the religion, it's I the think people. it's the opposite. No, no. The religion, every religion has text which people have used throughout history 
That's the magic People have used verbatim, exactly that. It's exactly verbatim, that. and the the it is actually a stretch sometimes to see how Jews and Christians cling to their Bible and have reinterpreted these pretty obvious horrific statements to mean something other than what they pretty obviously mean because they love their religion so much. That's whatever, exactly what I'm saying. But whatever it is, just like communism is supposed to be great in theory, whatever it is, at some point you have to say, this is what it is. This is going on in the world. Muslim people are afraid to speak up. People, Muslim yes, homosexuals, yes. homosexuals are afraid. Of, Muslim women. This is true. And the you we hope, I guess, and I don't listen, I'm trying to speak respectfully here that Islam is due for a, a, a reformation on the order of what Christianity went through, where they shed some of this these practices, whether it's religion or the people, whatever it is, and move into, God forbid, the modern world on some of these ideas. First of all, it's not a lot about uh, Hassan, you know I'm saying that with respect. No, no, I know, I know. You listen, want to bring listen, this up on listen, the podcast. I'm very, very open minded. I'm okay. you know, that's why, you know, I'm having Yasmin, I'm having people a lot that you know they announce Islam and like, you know, extreme because I I want their voices to be heard, you know. And there is a lot of people speaking out, and there is a lot of people I personally know a lot of uh girls that Egyptian that fighting for the free, fighting for a lot of things. But my point again. Mm -hmm. Islam and Muslim are two different. Okay, can People I can I say it. can I respond yeah, let, to your Islam and Muslim hat? Then you can go. Uh, okay. Go ahead. You know, people read something and they use it in a certain way, and that happened in every religion. Religion is a religion. It's not. It's it's your relationship with God. It's not supposed to be what you do to other people. You know, it's not supposed to be anything. But people take it and try to use it to their own good. That's my point. So the problem are the people. That's why you know in the Middle East. You know the culture of the people, either the Jews, either the Christian. Like if you find the Egyptian, the Egyptian Christians, it's the same. They're very, they're culturally, they're very close, much just like the Muslim Christian. I think it's a problem with with the people, not the book itself. That's what, uh, that's what I'm trying to go ahead, Yasmin. Okay, so let's go back to your point about how there are a lot of Egyptian feminists fighting, <clears throat> and you're absolutely correct. They are. They're very courageous women, and I support them 100%. One of the things that they're fighting for is the criminalization of domestic violence. Yeah. And they're failing. They're failing because of that Quran ayah that I just quoted to you. What, so what? when they try to say, let's criminalize a man beating his wife, they are being pushed back against by mullahs who are saying to them, no, what Allah has made halal, you cannot make haram. And the exact same thing is happening in Pakistan and Iran and all over the Muslim majority world. When women are start fighting for their rights, when they want to increase the age of marriage, for example, um, they're told, no, we can't do that. If, if the, the prophet himself married a six-year-old, who are you to say that that's wrong? You, are, you, you can't say that. And so when people are trying to progress the religion, or sorry, not the religion, when people are trying to progress as Muslims in Muslim societies, the religion keeps on pulling them back again. But because this the is religion, again my point, you keep saying because, the religion, it's the people. Yes, Hatem, listen to me, please. The religion is fossilized in 1400 years ago. So when there is an ayah that says something, that was written 1400 years ago, correct? And so when people try to bring things forward to this century, there's, there's like this boomerang. 
So I agree. The Muslim people are fighting. Obviously, we can see this in Iran today. They are fighting for their rights and they are fighting for their freedom. Feminists, even in Saudi Arabia, are burning their hijabs, burning their niqabs. But at the end of the day, when people can quote religion to them and say to them, you are a bad Muslim and you're going to burn in hell for eternity because you're not listening to this ayah right here, to this scripture and this word of Allah. So it is exactly what Noam said. It's the Muslim people are the good ones. <laughs> they well, are the I, reason I, I, why. I, I disagree. They are the reason. But... They are the re They are the ones who are choosing to ignore those verses. Some Muslims don't choose to ignore the verses, and you end up with ISIS. You see, that's that's why you see how you make that comparison. If you if you believe then the ISIS, if you're not, this is what I think. The anyway, let's go to a real Muslim, Brandon. What do you think? <laughs> Actually, yeah, I grew up, I mean, I grew up in Metro Detroit, so a lot of my best friends were and still are Muslim, practicing Muslims. I had uh, two mosques in my community and uh, started reading the Quran when I was in high school a little bit. So I'm not a total, I'm not your average white man when it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to this topic. But I think but it's very, I think it's important because like it, you know, Sam Harris does have this quote that, that I like where he was, he, I think he was quoting somebody, somebody else actually, but you, if you basically, if you got rid of all religion, uh, good people would still be good people. Bad people would still be bad. Very people. true. Very but the true. thing that, the thing that religions do and can do is enable bad people to look like good people according to the religion. And they enable good people to do bad things by encouraging them and pushing them. I don't think like, when when you you know when when Yasmin is talking about her daughter and is like I have to I realize I have to get out of this for her she's gonna have a horrible life like think of how many how many mothers not just Muslim mothers but mothers in any kind of religion around the planet think that and then go but I have to because the holy book says so because no but that's the thing the holy book does not say so it's the once again. It's the real my 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 problem or my point is like you know if you you don't want to follow it's fine like I'm totally for it a lot of people that I know don't like it and if you do it's fine but you can't be all the way you can and denounce the other side say oh if you read this then you're ISIS if you read this then you're that you know I'm not totally worried about Islam because there's 1.7 billion and it is the most growing religion right now so that yeah. say something you know the every percentage every problem that we have is very little. You know, just like any other religion. So I'm not really worried about that. And and as He's I said, I'm just like any you. other religion. That's the only thing that bothers me. It's not like any other religion. I, I I I will accept everything you're saying. I don't know how to untangle the people from the teaching and the literal book, whatever it is. And and you know, it's it's fine if you feel no. That if I it's more if constructive I read, to do that, but to, if but I read to, but, if I read the Quran and I came up with a conclusion about something, and somebody else read the same verse and come up with a conclusion of another thing. This yeah, is that, not, this is about that, the people, right? Well, yeah, but that's, can I just yeah, respond to that? You're talking about in a free secular society. Exactly. Yeah. Right. In 15 Muslim majority countries today, you can be executed for being gay. In 12 Muslim majority countries, you can be executed for denouncing Islam. There are countries so, like Afghanistan exact, and Iran yes, where girls you, are forced to wear so what are these? But you, you just said it. It's the. Can I, let it's me. The can country. I just finish yeah. talking, please? Go ahead, sorry. So 
Those he treats all laws, his wives that way. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Those laws are made by Sharia scholars. Those are Islamic law. That's where these. Those that's why are they people. have. Once why again, do they have? People. Okay, that's why there's 15 countries that have the exact same law. <laughs> but that's why there's right? another are, one. So what you're trying to tell me is there's. So what you're trying to tell me is there's just an inordinate amount of. Muslims that like to kill gay people, you you prefer to go with that. You prefer to go with no, that rather not, than admit that people. there's a hadith that says kill them. No, both the none. person, both. There's not. Hatem, Hatem, I got to tell you, I, I I sort of understand your point, but I think it's 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 a little bit desperate. How is it desperate? I, I'm going to tell you because, because you're talking about you want to talk about it when you say Islam, you talk about Afghanistan and Iran. Why don't you talk about Albania or Turkey? Like, why do you have to go with a culture? That's because what so I'm bad. trying to show you, Hatem, mm -hmm. is that these laws come from Sharia. These laws come from Islam. But they don't. Whether you like it or not. No, I'm I sorry, said it. So I but know Sharia, I'm, I'm glad you did. But at the end of the day, these Sharia scholars that are leading the Sharia laws in these Muslim-majority countries, studied it a lot more than you did because that's what they do for a living, and that's why they're the ones that are running these governments and running these countries. That's, again, making my point clear. It's the people. Thank you for that. That's Okay, so what you're saying to me, what you're saying to me is that all of these people, all of the Sharia scholars, are, are just murderous No, homophobes. not all of them. Most of them. That in these countries, in the twelve country out of the one point seven billion, you know, so that's you again would, my you point would prefer like to, to believe. Little, yeah. And at the end of the day, if you're a gay kid in one of those countries, do you think it's going to make you feel better to be like, oh, don't worry, it's not the religion that wants you killed, it's not your government, or it is your government that wants we you killed. We don't have problem with gay people. Does it matter in South? We don't. In other countries, that's, so so. Let me, are we let talking me about Islam? Or are we talking about Southern America right now? People I'm trying gay, to show you. You know, I'm trying to show you that it's the people that are good, that it's the people that choose to ignore these laws of their religion, and it's the people that say we still want to progress and we want to move forward. And that's that's and also my point. And it's the, and those people, there's also bad ones, just like there's good ones. So I have nothing to do really with the religions. It's the people. it's impossible for you to say. to say to me, but but I completely disagree with you sure, yeah. because I was one of those people. I was a true believer. I was dressed in niqab, head to toe. I was married to a man well, who believed. Not actually, in the religion, I was married I got, I got to a yeah, man who believed can I, can I get that it? if he killed yeah, infidels, he go would ahead. go straight to heaven. Right. Look. For years and years and years, the Jews were um, persecuted, killed, even even throughout through the Nazis because of the Christian teaching that the Jews killed Christ. Is is it? Does the Bible teach that? Does it? You know, this became de facto what Christianity believed. Regardless if 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 you could prove, you know, say no, no, it says right here, but it didn't matter. Nobody cares. What, what fine print you turn up. At some point, you have to be reasonable and say that in a huge book that is open to many interpretations, it is what it's become. 
This is the reality. And and that's and, exactly what I'm saying. It's the people. And, it became and, because and of the people. That's the my people, point. people, whatever it is. And and you're splitting hairs here. I'm not. Because, you, because if somebody, it, if somebody, were, if somebody were to come on the show and cast these same aspersions against the Arabic people, you would... You would have your 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 umbrage at that too, and be defending the Arabic people, and, and you'd have you and know have... better than anybody. You know that in Islam and and in Arabic, I take more of against than with. You know that. You know me for years. But for whatever reason, so and, and I don't know. And I one of the reasons I have Yasmin is like because I'm a fan of her organization because I know a lot of people that my friends that suffer. I don't know enough about Albania, or I don't know enough about Indonesia. I don't Turkey. know. Turkey. Turkey is not a great place. I, 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 Turkey is a Muslim I, place. I don't it's know that much about Turkey, example, but I have a feeling yeah. if I looked into Turkey, you're going to see some violence against women in Turkey. I have a strong feeling. But if you look anywhere, you're going to find this is a problem. No, no, no. Anyway, so at, at a higher, yeah. higher, higher level. I mean, in Pakistan, you have honor killings. And yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 you have all this. So stuff. once so, again, that's my exact point. It's the people. It's where you go because of the people of that country. You know, when people come here to the United States, they act in a certain way because the laws of the country, because the culture of the country, because the people of the country. That's what I'm yeah, Okay, well, then you know what? How about this? How about this? How about this? Wait, wait, this, let me say this. Then it's long past time for the overwhelming majority of imams, is that the right way to make this clear that they don't want to have it and i don't hear them doing it well, they did. So, you they hear but no you hear about well, some flaky, how many you hear some flaky imam you know down in, in in soho you know i met that guy you know who says blah 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 you're, you're my, you know but he's a he's a flower child guy but i'm talking about the, the the real deals that have big mosques throughout the world who parrot this stuff and they do it this is the important point they are scholarly they're not misquoting the Quran. They're not bullshitting about the Quran. They are reading chapter and verse of the Quran, word for word, and they're using, and it becomes very easy to listen to what they're saying and say, yeah, that's what it teaches. And they say, go home and read it yourself if you think I'm lying. And you can say, I mean, it's, it's there. But again, I want to repeat what I said before. It's there in the Christian Bible too. I'll give you one of the examples. It's there, it's, there in the old, it's there in the Old Testament too. He is, but, he is the biggest scholar in the world, in Islam. Oh, yeah. And he says, if you listen to him, he will explain everything. And he's so there's a lot of people, you know, that that try. Listen, I'm not saying my the whole point. I'm, I'm sorry. Is I'm, I'm, it's I'm not good. I'm not saying that there is not no problem with every religion, every culture. What I'm trying to say is it's because of the people, you know. I have a lot of people that suffer, you know, that I know personally that lives either here or in the Middle East or whatever, you know, and I want them to be free. If they don't want to be part of the religion, they can say whatever they want. You know, they can leave. No problem. I want them to talk more. I want them to say whatever they have to say. But the only thing that I'm saying is like, if you if you want to say something, just be able to not say the other part is 100 percent wrong. There is a middle. There is a right. There is a left. But there is a middle, you know. But you know uh, what? Can I, say, can, I, can I zoom out and say something else? It's it's very fashionable now to blame basically anybody on planet Earth that is living in a, in a in a way which we, for lack of a word, pity or yeah, um, to blame it on the West. Um, and I, I I don't buy it for a second. And you know, give you a, a little example. To, you won't have to be defensive about Islam. You know, it's very very common. It doesn't even get questioned to say. Well, America was built on slavery. All our prosperity is because of slavery, right? And people say this without giving a thought. And they say, well, but wait a second. Every country in the world that has capitalism is wealthy. Many of these countries never had slavery. Japan was destroyed 
a little bit before I was born. Now they're wealthy. South Korea was destroyed. Now, now they're wealthy. This means zero correlation between slavery and wealth of a country. As a matter of fact, the correlation is that most of the countries that have had slavery and continue to have slavery are dirt poor. So this is so this so is just, exactly my point again. No, my point is this: that everything is everything is everything 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 these days is blamed on uh, the West, colonialism, slavery, whatever it is. It is as if there's no agency for in, in some way the distortion of the Quran is blamed on the West. I just was Israel, blaming the East this whatever, whole time. Whatever it is, and I'm saying, <laughs> but but. And but you know, and people can can wrap themselves and make and and allow themselves to feel better about their people that they love uh, based on these narratives. But in the end, the world is moving away from each other. Yeah, in a way, expected. which which is not going to come out well for the people they're moving away from, and they will eventually get their revenge on the people who are moving away. So it's it's dangerous as hell, even for the wealthy people in the world. And at some point, someone's going to have to stop playing these semantic games, whether it's the people or it's Islam, and say, you know what? Anywhere in the world that is not free and doesn't respect pluralism, freedom, expression, all that corny stuff, they are destined to violence, uh, gloom, murder, sexism, rape, And I agree all with you 100%. 100%, and, and, and that's and why, that, and that is the bottom line. Which, which, and this is really where liberalism. And, okay, hold on. So this I'll, is really, this is really where the liberal world. Yes, has I, lost, my, his, my, lost my, his way. But hold on, let me finish. Because the <clears> liberal <throat> world, because the liberal world, has lost its nerve to defend liberal values. Exactly, and that's where so, she started, and she's right. And you want well, to play this what, semantic game. If you win this argument about whether it's the people or the religion, nothing not, is going to, nothing is going to change for the benefit of the people. However you want to call it, these women are still going to suffer. Well, that's my point. That's what I'm trying to do. That's why I'm trying to help. By, but my point is everybody trying to blame something. Blame the people that commit these crimes. Don't label them with something. Because... These people are horrible. That's they have an ideology. No, 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 no. Yeah. no. In reality, these people try to say, hey, I'm a police officer. Hey, I'm an imam. I'm a, you know, a priest. I'm a, no, blame the people that do their horrible actions, you know? And I've seen those horrible actions firsthand. So yeah, no, I know. But I never looked at somebody and said, oh, he did this to me because he's Jewish or because he's there's only one because he's Muslim Hatem. because he's American. No, Hatem. he is a bad person. Hatem, there's only one organization that has the ability, it's not about blaming the people, it's about changing the people. Only Islam can do that because they listen to Islam. Well, so that's what they I'm trying were, to these tell people, you. These people you, will can, not change until Islam becomes clearly known. It's, saying, it's got clearly us known, but there is no outlet. And that's what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to tell you is this. We live in a world right now, if you trying to find, like say like Islam is the worst religion, you're going to have 10 scholars that can agree and prove it. And you have 10 scholars that you can say, no, you have the right to look. It's your pro ignorance right now, in my opinion, is a choice. You can look and listen to all opinions. You know, my, my, my problem, listen, as again, I'm from a part of the world and I have personal friends either died or suffered. And that's why at the end of the day, you know, Yasmin is like, I care about her work, you know, and that's why I'm a fan of her work. Opinions and, and the debate and all that, it's just, it's, it's good to know. It's good to talk. But at the end of the day, 
everyone should have the same person. It's like the people that suffer right now, we are in luxury sitting doing a podcast. We have thousands of people listening and we're having fun in our own home while people are suffering. I know these people, you know, and she tried to help. I try to help. But what I'm trying to say is we need to help people accountable. You know, people that do this should not be. Yeah, and this, this yeah, and yeah. I want to make this point too because I think this this gets into I want to want to return to this point because when you say we need to hold people accountable, part of the accountability that's not happening is because there's a religion that's taking off in the West, and that's this this kind of liberalism that's enabling a lot of people who otherwise we would maybe hold hold accountable. I, I agree with you, but I think it's a, we should solve the problem from within. Like a lot of people should come out and speak, you know, and talk and correct stuff, which they do, but they don't have enough outlets. But the most famous imam right now is doing a lot of things. You know, people like Yasmin, like me, like even though we have different opinions, but we're trying to, in one way, we need to help the people. And the other way, we need to change in the East and then the West need to be supportive by stop being, you know. Uh, and look, I, I was saying, I, I, I've been around Islamic people my whole life. I've never known any rapists or anybody that I knew was beating anybody up or anybody blew anything up or whatever it is. Yep. So, so well, in that sense, in, secret from you. yeah, in that <laughs> sense, in that sense, in that sense, Hatem is, is 100% right. However, I will say, and Hatem will agree with me, I have known people who are sympathetic to these actions. Around. Absolutely, 100%. I know people that's so ignorant in my, say, neighborhood where I grew up, so ignorant that they know. But again, I blame the education system. Like Yasmin grew up in, and we loved, We were talking before the show how she, you know, uh, lived in parts of the world, like in the Gulf and also in Egypt. And these parts, like it's different culture, but they have so much in common. It's so, like everybody is covered and then the nightclubs are downstairs. It's just so fucked up in a lot of ways. But that doesn't mean again. Like there's 1. a kind of duality. Billion. Like there's a shadow. Yeah, but something. again, once even one one point seven billion people, it's a very small percentage. But what sells in the news? What sells with Belmar is attacking, not try to solve. You see, for Yasmin, I I appreciate her because even though whatever we have different opinions, at the end of the day, her work is actually helping people. I know a lot of a lot of the my friends that activists and Yasmin, I want to introduce it to them later. But they do a lot of work. They connected with the government in Egypt, and they they disannounce not Islam or the Christian or they not even Egypt. But the point is, they try to help the people, and that's what I care about. You know, opinions are opinions. At the end of the day, I think everybody should research and do their own uh, homework about you know certain things. But I don't blame what I don't say if 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 uh, if there is a, an attack by Christian person, I'm not going to say, oh, this is Christian extremist. No, actually, it's not. It's just an extremist, crazy person. It has nothing to do. Why do I put Christian or Muslim or Jewish in the front of the name? Because it sells. That's the truth. You know, that's the truth. So, I think uh, there's something to that. But I think that there's I think that in any situation in which the ideology becomes more important than the people, I think it's important to blame and point out the ideology. Absolutely. And who puts the ide but, ideology? Who explains it? Like but I, I, I went I wanna, to school when they well, said this is bad and this is good, but my, my, but my parents told me no, 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 this is not good. This is actually this is what it says. Read your own. Okay. Ahead, Can we just pause here for a moment? Yes. Because that is exactly what I was trying to say to you, that it is the people themselves. So the religion is a barrier to the progress that the people are trying to attain. So what your parents did there is they said to you. Don't listen to the scholars. Don't listen to the Islamic teachers. Listen to me. 
But, but, but and so not, what your parents were doing there was they, they were making they say, you a better person than your religion teaches. No, 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 no. Right? It's not. It's not what I said. What I said is they they told me don't listen to these scholars. Listen to those scholars. You know right. what I'm saying? They didn't Hatem, say. Hatem, don't you understand how silly? They told yeah. me look at the different positions. Hatem, you believe the religion teaches X. They believe the religion teaches Y. You think it's those bad people that. I mean, from, no, from I don't think that religion should teach anything. Right. I think a religion is your relationship with God. You shouldn't be, it shouldn't be in your life. You know what I'm saying? It should be. Sure, in your I agree. We're on the but, same page. But anyway. That's fine. Uh, Let's just move on this past one. this. Yeah, uh, we debate this forever. But you're not going to, gonna, your hopefully I've planted some seeds for you to, to think of. But, you know, I think but, that the point that Noam made was a really valid one. And it's the reality. So stop trying to look at what is the real Islam, what is the true Islam, which interpretation is correct or whatever. Why? Just because look at the reality. Right? When you just say look stop at the reality. Hatem, please. Just look at the reality of how Muslim people are living Thank around you, the Muslim world. People. And That's be concerned the about that. People. As opposed to being concerned about defending the religion, defend the people. Um, well, first, you can't question what I do for people because I do more than a lot of people. Do. She's not so questioning what you do. Come on now. She's finish. not Let questioning anything you're doing for people. She just come said, on. I care about Come on, come on, come on. I'm talking about in come this on. conversation that we're having here. I understand that. Your main concern is to defend the religion. No, no, no. My so main I'm concern to you, is, defend, is make it clear to the listeners. And I think that this is our job is everybody should take their point of view and they can do the research. Is like if you want is to hold people accountable. Don't look for something and paint it. It sells more if you are, oh, I hate Islam. I hate Christianity. I said, it sells more. It's the good, you know, true crime story sells more. Number one in Netflix right now. Is okay, let, let me ask you That's this. That's the bad things. Let, yeah. let, me, let me give you an analogy. America has a constitution. There's drastically different interpretation of what that constitution means. There was a time when people thought the constitution meant you could have Jim Crow and black people couldn't, should eat on, uh, uh, shouldn't use the same water fountains. And now, miraculously, those same words stand exactly for the opposite. And in any particular time in history, people say, it's not, that's not the Constitution, that's blah, 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 blah. That's, that's, I'm comparing, obviously, to the words of the religion. The point is, whatever was being done in the name of the Constitution, that's what mattered. America was what it did at the time in the name of its Constitution. When America used its Constitution to, to do unspeakably horrible things, to black people, that is what the Constitution was. Doesn't matter that you could say that's not the Constitution. Doesn't but, because but in real not. in real it's life again. it was the Constitution. My, my whole because point. because the people in charge who got to say what the Constitution meant Thank were not you. doing podcasts. The people they in would, charge. The right. people in charge. Keyword that I've been trying to say the whole time. And, and to sep and to separate them, then it was only an obstacle to reform hmm. rather than. A, 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 a impetus for reform. This this technical separation at the, at the time of Jim Crow. Well, that's not what the Constitution, who cares what you think what the Constitution says? The Supreme Court is using this to do this to black people. And you want to split <laughs> hairs about what, like, we have to change this. Well, that's that, what I, 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 find, I find the argument, that, and, and I want to say it again, I, 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 I 
even went more on, along this than I than I want to because there's nothing more emotional than these issues to people, mm-hmm. and I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And I, yeah, I, I don't, don't think be, it I don't want be people, emotional. No, no, it's not just you; it's people we know, whatever it is. I, I you know, there's uh, no, yeah, listeners, yeah, everybody. Yeah, but I think it's important. Everybody, I don't life. think people should be moved by emotion. I think you know when you see, and I think it's very healthy argument because I think the one thing that you're gonna do after this is you're gonna try to be just you know, question everything. And I'm part, I'm a kind of person that I listen and I'm able to change my mind if I want to. And before I say something, I try to study. Even it. even from a woman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, but, but again, there is a war. Notice in, how he didn't respond. He didn't answer. <laughs> well, I, I think my actions, once again, uh, speaks for itself. You know, I can, I can be, um, I can do things, the things that I've done and I do are speaks for itself and it helps more than anybody that done. So, uh, I, 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 I think I just want to take, I think, I think I want to take a, just a second also to say like, Yasmin is like, this is kind of an amazing that you're in this, you know, in this position, because not only do you, you have to deal with, mm-hmm. you know, anger from, you know, from people in, uh, in the Muslim world, but you have to deal with all of these liberals also who probably hate, just like Ayan Hirsi Ali has to deal with this stuff. It's like you, you kind of amazingly make yourself a bunch of enemies on that side. And those are supposed to be the people who yeah. are supporting everybody. And I, I think it's even harder Absolutely. for her that she get hate from her own people. And that's, that's a big problem for me. You know, I think that people should just have a conversation like you and I are having. But at the end of the day, we can have coffee, we can talk, we can laugh, we can, I can help you with your work, you can help me with the work, because at the end of the day, it works, that counts. Is but, there a word, well, infidels? I mean, is, is there, there's such a thing as infidels, right? Infidel? Yeah. And the infidel, the concept of infidel, that's not made up, right? That is part of the religion. Or it's religion. Yes. Which religion are you talking about? No, the, like kofar is the word in, in Arabic. What is it? Kofar, kofr. Oh yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's so, so. So in somewhere, this is real that you're not. It's not like the religion is a religion that has a concept of infidels. It's not a religion that says, "Yeah, sure, say whatever you want." I don't know about a Jewish concept of infidel. Well, I'll tell I'll tell you one example, and then we can move on because again, in Quran says, "If you kill one person, you will never ever be a Muslim." That's that's just like there's. It depends how mm. you want to see. How something. do they define person? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. I'm you not know, kidding. I'm not again, kidding. again, you know, it's it's my my point that I've been trying to make this whole time, and I think I, the listeners got it. Is people should be hand accountable for what they do. Those people, you can paint and crush them as oh, a Muslim terrorist did that because it's gonna sell more, it's gonna do more, you know. Uh, but in the name of Islam, how's that? you know, or whatever, or Christian or Jewish, this is what's going to do at the end of the day. This is it's the people, you know, this um, is I mean, from the I Quran. Do think, I do think I do think I want to say I do think you have a point about like this labeling and like how the media does this, though, Hatam, because I feel like I watch. Look, I'm from Michigan. I got members of my family who absolutely were thinking about kidnapping the governor. <laughs> and I like I know I know that like, right, I've got people who are like way off on on one side and not one time has the media ever called those people terrorists. And it's absolutely true that they are. You know, you try to go terrorize people literally like by hanging outside of their, you know, the the governor's mansion or whatever. It's not it. it they, and the media doesn't want to label them that. Uh, hold on. Let me ask, is is this a correct quote from the Quran? Uh, Surah 5, 
colon 33. They shall be slain or crucified or have their hands and feet cut off. Slay yes. the infidel. Slay the infidel. You said yes without Hold even on. the rest of it. I know it off by heart. Hold on. I can slay tell you the, the next verse. Slay mm -hmm. the infidels wherever you find them and lie in wait for them and establish every stratagem of war against them. Uh, promises, Sarah promises paradise to whoever cuts off the head of an infidel. Now, Again, you can so, find, yeah. I don't know if you can find anything that bad in the, in the Christian Bible, but you no, can no, find hold on, hold on. things. This, this very one, I like is, what you chose to is start. Is it real? You started from what part? All right, but, but is that the Quran part? The, part? the part that's in the Quran. Is that's that a real no, but which part? Why didn't you get the whole story? You have to understand what Quran is to be able to do stuff like this. You know, First go. of all, I can share with you a few things right now in the Bible said about beating women. So, since Didn't I say that? Didn't I say that no, 20 I'm times? Talking about the part. But the part you were saying, so you have to understand, Quran have three. Listen, okay? all religions are sexist and misogynist Thank and are garbage, yeah, from my so, opinion. So bringing yeah, me examples from Christianity isn't going to help because, like I said, I just care about the woman herself. I don't care about I the religion too, or the I would, ethnicity I would of the make person sure who's that the beating her. Information is up for everybody that all religion does. Uh, no, to your point, you have to understand what Quran is. Quran have three things. One is teaching forever, and then specific story for a specific war or a specific thing and then uh you know something that happened at that time that they were coding of history you know what you were referring to if you heard you know i encourage you if you want to take a, a part of any you smarter than this you know that if you take one part it's like there's a part of the in quran it's a joke in and muslim world that says don't ever pray you know but it says before that you know if you are drunk don't ever pray but people say oh look and the quran says it don't ever pray so we're not gonna pray you know, don't take a part of it and just be like, oh, this is the story. I, it says I wasn't going to do this, but now no, I have to do the, it. The so that quote, yeah. that quote yeah. that you started where you said a Muslim who kills one person, it's as if they have killed all of mankind. That's actually the true quote, not that they will never be Muslim. That's the one half of the ayah. The other half mm -hmm. says, except for the infidels. Then, no, Hatem, please go back to your Quran. It's oh, chapter it's, it's five. Not, it's not mine, but thank you. Yeah, I do. Okay. Well, do you have one? Oh, I do. Yes. Okay. So go to your Quran and look it up and read the next verse. And it says to cut off their hands and feet on opposite sides. Uh, so see, people uh, always choose half the quote and they no, don't you, you talk don't about the, half the other quote half. Right now, because that was a specific story. Kind of like right, hold, on, hold on. This is important. For next week, Hatem, will you, that, will you find that? <laughs> will you find that quote in an English translation of the Quran that you respect? Send it to me before the show, and we will tell the listeners what it does or doesn't say. Okay, just I'm, like, just like that. that, that oh, wait, is that a deal? Women. Is that yeah, a sure. deal? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Okay, just because, like marrying four women in the Quran says, and you can marry up to four women if you can treat them equally. And then it says, and no matter what you do, you can never treat them equally. What does that mean? means you cannot marry four women. That's what it but means. But when we go back to the reality, the reality is polygamy the reality is, is very people. common. Mm. Sure. Again, so, and the reason don't. why the people are doing it is because they have justification. The reason why I was being raped by my husband was because he has Islamic justification. They the reason why I was being beaten by my husband is because he has Islamic justification. I don't think that Muslim people are all sociopaths. And that they were are all just going to go around being homophobes and they're all just going to go around beating their wives and raping their wives just because they feel like it or going around stabbing infidels 
or going around beheading teachers. I think that they're doing that because they truly do believe that's what makes them good people. They have been poisoned by an ideology. And that can happen with any religion. And I'll give you another example. If you have a child of a Jehovah's Witness parents, and that child is going to lose their life if they don't get a blood transfusion, and the parents refuse and they say, no, it's against our religion for this child to have a blood transfusion. Those parents are not sociopaths. Those parents are not horrible people who want to kill their daughter. Those are parents who are true believers, and they think that following their religion makes them good people, and it means that their daughter is going to go to heaven. So the religion has forced them to do something inhuman. But once and again, I think that's what happens with a lot of Muslims as well. You know they are the, the truly point. good people. But when their ideology tells them the best of the best people are the ones who die as martyrs in, you know, dying for Allah, then they believe that that's what they need to do. And once again, you know, I'm saying that it's the people and their understanding of the main, because I read the same thing and I don't understand it the same way. A lot of people that I know, that's a lot of scholars that I listen to, they read the same thing that I understand. Yes, there are bad people. Yes, there are good people. I don't. Th they understanding of the Bible or the. It's really the too Quran. bad that that Allah, who is so powerful and can create mountains and universes, couldn't write a book clearly enough for all humans to understand it. <laughs> but that's that's actually the whole. Drop the mic. That's actually actually the point of religion is believing something that's not there. But again, that's a different conversation. My point, the whole point that I'm trying to make and I've been trying to make is, what's matter is the work helping these people. And when hold people accountable to what they do without pressuring them, not you, I'm saying in general, with a certain, they're all, oh, they're Muslim, they're understand, they're under Muslims. And that's why the whole idea of religion is that at the end of the day, you're going to know what's right, what's wrong, you know, but you cannot say, I, not you, I'm saying in general, uh, this is, you know, Muslim teaching, it's his understanding of the teaching, the people, you know, not, not the uh, the book itself. That's my point. I do agree with you, but I, I do agree with you. And this is why I'm part of a coalition called the Clarity Coalition, which is made up of Muslims, ex-Muslims, Jews, Christians, atheists, it doesn't matter, a whole bunch of people. We all work together against the forces of political Islam, against Islamists. There you go. There and you go. So what, what, what I want to explain to you is that all of those Muslim people that I work with are exactly what you described there. However, they don't deny that this reality exists. I they don't deny. They don't deny that this scripture does give justification for a lot of horrible things, and a lot of people use it in that way. You can't just blame the people. I, you have to recognize too that the scripture is also to blame. So what I did and those, is, I and that's to this... back to Noam's point at the beginning when he talked about Islam needing a reformation in the same way Christianity did, because right now it is in the same reformation place that Christianity again, was. Give powerful to another people, the same people that reform it the first time. Yeah, but hopefully but the did, people who don't want to throw gay people from building. Yeah, but you know, well, it doesn't say that. All you need to do, what well, same thing happened in Midwest. So, you know, we can't, it's again, it's a culture, it's not religion. But my point is, you know, yes, it's the people. You can blame and their understanding of the book, but not, you know, this is their problem. This is how they understand. The book, the religion should be between you and God and relationship between you. It shouldn't be anything else. And people, uh, they want to be in the religion. They don't want to be in religion. Whatever they want to do, they have the right to 100% 
Yasmin should be free to travel wherever she wants and um, nothing happened to her. She, she should get an outlet to talk as much as possible. She say her opinion and people think about it and everybody make their own mind. But at the end of the day, you know, for me, even somebody that I disagree with you, I'm a fan of the work. Because at the end of the day, if we save one child, if we save one thing, this uh-huh. is this is what matters, you know, to me. So a last few minutes, I want to talk about how you can, uh, again, sorry about the debate. I usually hate debating and stuff like that because I think everybody, but I think it was a healthy argument. But I want to know, like people that need help and what can they do? First of all, you have a podcast and also you have, uh, you know, your organization. So, you know, regardless of like, I don't know if I mentioned this before and I hate to bring it a lot, but um, I had a heart transplant, you know, uh, before. And And I tell people when you're dying and they tell you, you have a heart. It doesn't matter if the person giving your heart is Jewish or Muslim or Christian or atheist, gay or straight, or black or white. It doesn't matter. All it matters is that human, you know. And um, um, <clears throat> so that's what humanity should get to. You know what I'm saying? It, it doesn't matter. Your relationship is with God is with God, but anything else, it doesn't matter. You know. Um, so people, <clears throat> people that um. That need help how can they how can they reach you what, what what can you do for them what what can people do to help your organization and all that before i get into my organization hatam i just want to say thank you so much for sharing that with us and thank you for sharing your perspective i know this might have looked like an argument from the outside but really it was just healthy discourse and i really do appreciate hearing your perspective and I think that you are a lovely human being. And I wish that all Muslims and all humans were as lovely as you are. I think that what you just said now is exactly the core of the issue. At the end of the day, we're all human beings and we should all look out for each other and care for each other regardless. And I'm 100% on board with that. Um, no, I'm keep saying that so- I got a gay heart, but it's okay. <laughs> well, see now you'll dress better, and you, that's why you got nice hair, <laughs> bro. We could we could do a um, lot worse than having a heart from a drag queen, man. They are in shape. <laughs> uh, Yasmin, you you live in 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 New York? You know, I didn't hear. She's it. in Canada. No, I'm in I'm Canadian. Canada. Oh well, yeah. You have to come visit the cold them. North. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I come very often as much as I can. Um. So about my organization, it's called Free Hearts, Free Minds. And I started it because I'll as have the link in the description, was, by the way, for people. I have the link to the description so people can follow you. Make sure you do. Thank you. So the reason why I started it was because, like I explained to you guys, how difficult it was for me to get out of the circumstances that I was in. And that's being a straight woman in a secular country. So I started to think about how there are so many more people out in the world that have it way worse than I did. I barely survived. So I can't even imagine somebody who is gay in a Muslim majority country or somebody who has denounced Islam in a country where legally they could be executed. And so that's why I started Free Hearts, Free Minds. It's an organization that supports free hearts being meaning gay people and free thinkers uh, meaning free minds. And um, so it's an organization that's run completely on donations. And we basically help people get through their religious trauma, give them tools to help them um, survive and navigate the difficult situations that they're in. So if you go to our website, it's got a lot more details about our, our eight sessions and what we do in each session. And you can also click on testimonials and read from people from all over the world who we have helped. And I'm incredibly proud of my organization. And I hope that you will all look into it. 
definitely. And imagine, you know, like with Yasmin, like she's educated, she she speaks. Imagine that poor people, the ignorant people, the people don't know even they don't even have options, you know. There's this, this country, there's no internet, there's stuff like that. So that's why, you know, I hope that uh we can um we can make a difference, even one person, right? Yeah. But um you are um, incredibly well spoken, Yasmin. Oh, it's uh thank you. it's kind of amazing. <laughs> I um looking forward to your one hour. You no, know, that's that a little condescending. Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually really appreciate that because I always feel like I babble and that I'm being incoherent. So I that's a great compliment. No, you're like thank really you. you're it. really well poised. <laughs> like I feel like I might invite you to speak at my wedding. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, de- definitely and that's a, that's the thing is like I think at the end of the day even with argument debate like if you have a chance to to be a part of organization like yours that can help people you, your background, it's like, I like how like, rip, uh, like liberals only support or Democrats only support Democrats. Like, still, just like do whatever. I, I, I pay money to Jewish people. It doesn't matter. The Jewish organization, right? No? Hey, we. it's America. We all pay money to Jewish people. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> all, about, all about the Benjamins, baby. All, oh all, all about the Benjamins. All about the Benjamites, baby. I want to be here when this conversation is happening. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, yeah okay. Yeah. You, yeah, you're, yeah, you're, no. You're, 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 no, you're a terrific guest, and I'm not gonna let Hatem off the hook. If next week he doesn't, become, if he, listen, listeners, dear listeners, if dear next listeners. week if you do not hear Hatem give us the entire quote from the Quran, you can be quite sure there's a reason. Yes, you can. You can be, and I am. I am very happy to do a whole episode about. No, no, the- just just the one quote will be sufficient. Sure, sure, yeah. That you take a part of uh, and didn't read the whole thing. It's fine. You know, I, I, again, I think I think it's a it's a healthy and this is one of the things I actually learned when he was very, very young, you know, before Noam even was his dad, Manny, like he he used to like ugh, debate all the time. But he would tell me, like, I'm going to talk to you about this. Go read about it. Read this book. And then come we talk about it tomorrow. You know, so I learned how like you and listen. And he used to do just one thing uh, that bothers me. He's like, there, there is no absolutely way this is the only mm-hmm. way you know but you know but, but that's, you that's, learn... that's what the jewish bible teaches us that's yeah like... but <laughs> that's the thing is like I not think... the, it's not judaism hatem it's yeah it's I, know, I know i know but, but again like at the end of the day be human just just help it doesn't matter you know um uh so yeah do you guys want to share your you know where people can find you follow you on social media brandon have anything coming up soon yeah yeah um i run a great show um in uh out of a out of a store on Thursdays, um, out of a, uh, uh, the sunflower glass company. And you can check that out. If you're in New York, it's at 220 Thompson street, pretty cool place. Uh, that show is a ton of fun. It's a really great time. It's at a, it's at a weed store. So everybody's always really chill. Really you'll, fun time. You'll tell the joke, you'll hit the punchline and then there'll be like a half second to a whole second before everybody starts laughing. Like, oh, there it is. I see. Uh, so that's fun on Thursday nights, but if you want to follow me on social media, uh, I'm at Brendan, uh, freaking lemon, Brendan with an O Brendan freaking lemon on TikTok. That's where you can follow my journey to get my four wives. Uh, <laughs> you can check it all out there. I'll come to all the weddings, Brendan. There you go. I got, yeah, this is why <laughs> yeah. I'm going to keep getting married is because yeah. I just want, just want to, to hear no, that, no. that vocal chocolate. No, final thoughts. No, I, I just, you know, I always hope that that people are not, um, you know, upset 
by this stuff. And then the people, people understand that, well, me especially, but I'm sure, um, but I'm sure even Yasmin that, you know, we want to respect all people. And I understand that it's, it's, these are emotional things. People, people are, are, are products of their upbringing, you know, and they're attached to things. Absolutely. And I think, I think if you, if you uh, react by emotions, I think you should take a moment, you know, and recognize that and say like, okay, this was emotional and then think, you know, yeah. don't be Will Smith. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Don't go, don't get up and hit anybody. No, I mean, you got to watch Chris Rock's special. Oh, I really want to come back next oh, week to talk about that. I thought, I'm serious. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Uh, Yasmin, social media. So I am on Instagram and on uh, Twitter and also on Facebook at Yaz Muhammad XX. And then I've also got a YouTube page, Yasmin Muhammad Forgotten Feminist, where I speak to other women like me from all different religions, all different backgrounds, different cults. Uh, one woman is even from communist Russia, basically women who have overcome some kind of restrictive uh, background and have uh, survived and thrived. And so it's opportunities to listen to these women and to hear their stories and to celebrate them and to be inspired by them. Are, are you friends with Ayan Hirsi Ali? Oh, absolutely. I work for her organization. Yeah. That's cool. I, I read, uh, yeah. I, I can't say I read the whole book, but I read big uh, parts of her book years ago. It was pre pretty amazing. She's an amazing woman. Yeah, yeah those, she's those, on the Al Qaeda she, hit she, list, but she still she, keeps she, going. She married to uh, that historian Neil 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 Ferguson. Ferguson. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's Niall right. Ferguson, yeah. yeah, that's quite a power power hefty power couple there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any new sure. book coming, uh, Yasmin? Uh, no, there's not a new book coming on the horizon. But um, I mean, I haven't announced it yet. Let me say. Let me I, say. Um, uh, do you want to say, say something else, Yasmin? I was just going to say that the book is going to be about my organization, Free Hearts, Free Minds, and it's going to be the stories of the people that we've helped. And uh, so mm -hmm. that's going to be the focus. And we will see you next week, inshallah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I think, I think uh, those part of the story, Yasmin, is not of your story. It's not getting enough uh, I got to go. I got to go by yet. You should have um, let it hang. There was a perfect ending. Thank you, Hatsumi. Okay, bye. <laughs>